I'm Angie. I'm Ellie. And this, this is, is We Advocate Steamy Books, a podcast about reading romance and romancing readers. Except I am having a little bit of a fly problem in my house. Not yes. because we are dirty people. No. But because, like, I, it's just summertime. Flies mm-hmm. are getting... I had this problem last summer. So I've just been trying... I've been trying to do some home remedies. Yes. Um, not really taking care of business. No. So we'll see what yeah. happens we later. We knock these fuckers out, man. You know, like, when you're like when you're reading in, like, a quiet room and you're just like, oh, it's reading, but then it's also, like, a little warm, so you're comfortable, but you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's summer, and then you just hear, like, and, like, you know, but it's not, like, a bumblebee buzz, so it's not, yeah. like, cute. Yeah. You, it's like, like, hear a buzz and it's... It's and murderous, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, dun, 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 like, yeah. you just, like... <laughs> want to like yeah. lose your shit yeah because you're like i cannot i get one more stimulus these. in and i'm i'm gone i am overwhelmed i'm or, overstimulated i am done or if one like lands on your body out if it's on my body fine if it's on my hair <laughs> the, the way my i want to rip my scalp off and like shake it out like not good not good yeah what what do you advocate this week? Well, I don't have any, like, fly control remedies yeah. to advocate yet. Yeah. yeah. I'll you guys know. <laughs> Keep you posted. But today, I went to a Christmas in July themed brunch place. <gasps> oh. It was amazing. There were, like, ugly sweaters all over the wall. Oh, my I mean, goodness. I'm sure they're not Christmas in July all the time, but. Yeah. There was ugly sweaters all, all over the wall. They were playing Christmas music. Uh-huh. Their menu was, like, all, like, all the foods were, like, tour, like, were from movies, like, Christmas movies. So you could get, like, Rudolph's oh Wrap. That's what I got. I got a Rudolph's Wrap. Yeah. Which is really good. But you could get, like, Buddy's Spaghetti from Elf. You could, oh, my God. You could get, like, Frosty the Snowman's Pancakes. Yeah. You know, it was so good. There was, like, a little girl, like, sitting like a like a, I don't know like across the restaurant but it's pretty small mm-hmm. and she was eating these like Christmas tree waffles and her whole face was just like covered in green icing it was like <laughs> it was me I was, I was like, it was she, actually me yeah <laughs> I was like she is having one of the best days of her life yeah right yeah but yeah it was really cool so I advocate going to themed restaurants oh. finding like finding a, usually things like that are probably either like family owned or small business so yeah. like support those small businesses absolutely, absolutely. This week, I advocate drying your own herbs and spices. Mm. I, I just, I go outside and I take my little shears. I take my little basket. I'm a foraging queen. Oh, yeah. I'm going through my garden. You're a little cottagecore witch. I know. It's just, <laughs> oh, I just like, I go out and I'm like, ooh, trim, trim, trim. And then I like bring them in and I wash them. And it's like this whole like process that like. I just do in like silence and it's just like again like I feel like the theme of this summer for me is like romanticizing my life it sounds meditative yeah yeah and it's just 10 out of 10 would recommend even if you get like a bucket and put some herbs in it 10 out of 10 <laughs> 10 out of 10 yeah that's why I advocate this week you know what I advocate this week 
Sarah Dessen. Actually, when you talk about herbs, I did not bring this up last week, but okay. in my book, Just Listen, okay. you guys can catch that episode, <laughs> Whitney, one of her, like, therapeutic exercises was she, was she had to keep these herbs alive that mm-hmm. she then used in the cooking Yeah, that she used to cook for her family. So, oh, love. So it, it is absolutely healing. Yeah, for sure. To, like, have to take care of this other thing. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways... Back into Sarah Dessen. Yes. We're at this week with my pick of Sarah Dessen, What Happened to Goodbye. I cannot tell you how much I love this book. I... Incoherent rugrat noises. I just... This book is so good and I remember why I loved it so much. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. We are following our main character, McLean. One of those good good names mm-hmm, from Sarah. Mm-hmm. Now, McLean's parents got divorced. And McLean wanted to live with her dad. Because her parents divorce. So McLean, let's just start with her name. McLean gets her name from a famous basketball coach that was her dad's favorite team. The DeFries, I think, like university or something. Oh, yeah. And so her mom, don't remember it being implicitly said, but the timeline is really sketchy that her mom seems to have cheated on her dad with Peter Hampton, the new DeFries basketball coach. Yikes. And so they divorced and McLean's dad, dad and mom had a restaurant together. He shut down the restaurant and he goes around helping different restaurants either shut them down because they're just not going to prosper or he helps get them to where they need to be to succeed. Um, so her mom and her have a very tumultuous relationship. Mm-hmm. And her mom with Peter had like a new set of twins that's like toddlers. They're very young. And McLean blames her mom for everything. And just, again, like has a very tumultuous relationship Moves around with her dad a lot. So McLean goes to different schools. She's moved, I think she said, four times in the past three years or something. And she has, at her original school, when her parents were still together, she went by McLean. When she moved schools, she started going by other variations of her name, including her middle name, which is Elizabeth, I believe. Oh. Same as me. (laughs) Fun fact for (laughs) you. But, so the next school she went by, Beth. And then she went by Lizzie. And then this time around at the new school, she was going to go by Liz. They go out to eat to the restaurant that her dad's going to take care of. It's called Luna Luna Blue, I believe. Oh, okay. And they order like these staple things and the restaurant's in like chaotic and it's just, they, it needs their help. Well, his help. So McLean goes home and... Uh, the house to the left of their house that they're renting is like a party house. There's like lots of people there, like early 20s, late teens, like that type of like party scene. On the other side, it's like a very like clean looking home. It looks very like simple and boring and plain, whatever. So McLean goes home after her dad decides to introduce himself to the restaurant staff and be like, hey, there's going to be some changes happening. Um, so she goes home and as she's unpacking things, there's this man on her porch. Just okay, reading. yeah. And he spooks her. Reading. Reading. He's reading a big book. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. He has long hair. 
Mm. He's wearing like a flannel mm. jeans, long dark hair. Yeah. And she's like spooked and he's just like kind of like gets up, kind of does a tiny little wave and then like walks off towards the house that's like very like prim and proper and like tidy. Um, so then later that night, she somehow gets invited to like the party house. And while she's at the party house, she meets some other people and then the party gets busted by the cops and she's underage. And so everyone who's underage is like running from the house. And as she's running, she's running like the way the backyards work for whatever reason, instead of running to her house, she runs to this like abandoned house behind her house. And as she's running past it, of like somebody grabs her from the storm cellar and pulls her down. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like, oh my God, like a little, a little spooky. Yeah, a little tiny spooky. But it's the guy from the porch. Of course. And um, they're just like stooped down whenever. Then she's like, well, like, thanks for like saving me. He's like, no problem. And then just leaves again. And she's like, this is the weirdest town I've been in. Like, (laughs) the people here are strange. First of all, this man was sitting on my porch, laying on my porch reading, and now he's here. Like, and he didn't even give an explanation to why he was there or anything. Like, he just, like, left. And, like, and then he was in a, (laughs) like, an abandoned house, a storm cellar. Yeah. So, what the hell? Yeah. Um, So, she she goes to school, and at the party, she has every intention of, she introduced... She has every intention of introducing herself as Liz. And she does. She's like, I am Liz. Because that's what her new persona is going to be. So she goes to school and she meets the girls that she had met at the party. And she meets this other girl who's like the welcoming committee. And she's the only person on the committee. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she wanted to make the like group so much like like, so bad. And she like talked to the principal and she just like probably like annoyed the principal so much that they finally gave it to her. Yeah. She's like a very like goody goody. And at least she like comes off that way. And her name is Deb. And she's like the first person at school that's like really, really nice to McLean. And like is welcoming to her. And like McLean feels bad because... As McLean's, like, sitting at lunch, she sees that Deb also is sitting alone, like, under a tree. Yeah. Yeah. So Deb is, like, the welcoming committee because she's, like, lonely. Yeah. As fuck. Yeah. So the girls from the party from the night before call McLean over. And as she sits down, she sees the guy from before, but his head is, like, he has a haircut now. And, like... It wasn't really touched on, and I'm confused by that, but, like, he had, like, a very clean haircut. He looked very put together. Um, I mean, it makes sense why. But his name is Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Dave. Dave. And he is her next-door neighbor. Dave was raised by two scientists, I believe, and... At first, he, I thought you were going to say two lesbians. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why that was, like, my first, like, I thought. wish. That'd be so funny. raised by two lesbians. Yeah. No, Dave was raised by two scientists, and they expected great things out of him. And he went to private school. He was, like, on track to go to college at, like, 16, all this stuff. Whoa. Yeah. And he's like, Mom and Dad, I want a normal high school experience. Because it started with him getting a job at, like, a local chain cafe type of thing like it's meant to feel homey but it's actually a chain um and he got a job there and then he met a friend there and the friend's like oh I go to I forget the name of the school but I go to this school and so Dave was like I want to start going to public school and his parents were like 
the hell you are. No. Yeah, like, <laughs> we can try it, but, like, if, because they're, like, already, he, like, getting the job is already too much because they can just pay for everything, you know? But, like, he got the job and he bought his own car and, like, mm-hmm. he wants to, like, be himself. He wanted and, to be like, independent from his parents. Yeah. Because underneath his parents' roof sounds like they're going to make all of his decisions. Yeah, him. absolutely. And they, like, Yeah. So he starts going to regular school and before this like party, he was busted at a different party with alcohol. And because he was underage. Underage drinking. Yeah. He got, I think just like probation or like something. Yeah. Um, No jail time, but he still got in trouble. He got like some disciplinary action towards him. And so his parents were like, pardon me, (laughs) like tried to get him to go back to the private school. And he's like, absolutely not. I am not going. I'm going to go to public school. But, like, his parents, like, had a talk with, like, the principal of the public school and was like, you know, whatever. That's all, like, closed-door stuff. It's all implied. Yeah. Um, so they finally are able to actually meet. And I believe that she had told Dave, she's like, I, my name's McLean. And that the first time that they met... Because he was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing here? This is my house I'm renting out. And he's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm McLean. And he and she's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the neighbor. And then, like, walks away. Um, but. I'm the owner of this house. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, so she has to kind of, like, you know. The girls at the table don't say much because they knew her as Liz. Like, she introduces Liz. But then he calls her McLean. Um, they're, like, sitting at the table, whatever. And. Dave volunteers to take her home, I believe. Something. Anyways, wibbly-wobbly time stuff. They start to get closer, obviously, and spend more time together. Mm -hmm. And we see, on one hand, McLean's relationship with her mother is not improving. Her mom tries to reach out, and McLean doesn't want to talk to her. And when her mom does get her on the phone, McLean's like, I don't want to be here. Like... And just there's a lot of tension and a lot of friction because it's not typical that the father is awarded custody of the kid in a divorce. But McLean fought for that to be with her dad. But there's a stipulation. You have to contact your mom every, every, every week or whenever. And you have to go and visit her a certain amount. Like every, like Mm -hmm. the summer you have to be with her and then like different visitation rights, whatever. And she was not holding up to that. And so her mom threatens to be like, I will take you away from your dad and I will take you away and you'll come live with me because like you're not contacting me and like we promised and like your dad's like brainwashing you to like hate me and like McLean's like, absolutely not. Like, what do you think of the mom? Like, what are your opinions? I think the mom is pushy. Mm hmm. She does have a redemption arc in there, and by the end of the book, the relationship does improve quite quite a bit. This book just really spoke to me. And, I, again, like, even as an adult, I just, I see McLean's point of view, where I'm like, if I was in that, I probably wouldn't talk to her that much either. And, like, yeah. it just, I really connected to this character. I think, like, the mom, like, threatening to take her away from her dad if she doesn't is like really uncalled for yeah because it's like obviously if i mean at this point in the story we it seems that we thoroughly believe that she cheated on her dad 
Yeah. So, I mean, so from McLean's perspective, yeah, it is her fault. Yeah. I mean, she cheated on the dad. Yeah. From what, from the information we know right now. Yeah. So, like, I don't, like, I, I read this book. I don't remember anything that happened in it, actually. Yeah. I remember Luna Blue. Now that you said that name, I was like, that rang a little, like, bell in yeah. my head. But I was like, everything else, like, no yeah. idea. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm just like, her threatening was... that is almost childish. Absolutely. It's like, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to take you away from, like, the one yeah. person you trust most in the world. Like, yeah. Well, like, fuck. it wasn't explicitly that, but it was, like, her mom saying, like, do I have to call the, like, attorneys again and, like, get this situated where you will spend time with me? When it's, like, stop pushing. Stop pushing. Like, you want to spend time with your child, but then obviously, like, they don't want to spend time with yeah. you. So, like, what do you do, yeah. you know? When McLean had said, like, I will contact you when I want to, and her mom was like... And that should be Yeah, choice. or, like, McLean saying, like, I need space right now, and then her mom's still, like, checking up on her, like, every day, or multiple times a day, even. Like, it's like, we said once a week, or whatever yeah. it was, like, you have to let it be her rules. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, her mom just doesn't really, in my opinion, respect McLean is like her desires in that whole relationship and the whole situation but i also kind of get it like because Mm -hmm. her mom did have these two kids and they she wants mclean to be their big sister like and she wants her daughter in her life yeah like that's her firstborn absolutely loves her yeah yeah um but and that's actually a little later in the book but it's just like another big point but as she's getting closer with dave and his group of friends um she also invites Devin to the group. And yeah. the friends are like, why did you do that? I feel then, like I'm going to love Deb. I don't know. Or just like, exact, Deb, or very much like feel You will love Deb. I love you her. will love Deb. So they start like kind of hanging out more. And because uh, there's like another university that's called like U or something. It, I don't know sports. But it's like that is the team of the town that she's in now when she's like a DeFries girl and her, you know, stepfather is the DeFries, DeFries coach. So she takes Dave to a game and he's like, how are we going to get in? Like, this is last minute. And she meets her mom out front. And yeah, she's like, like, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm and her, treating you tonight, yeah, baby. Yeah. So they're like courtside and he's just like having the time of his life and like his friends see him on the TV and they like text him. Like, oh, hey, we cute. see you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, uh, we kind of get a glimpse after this, or maybe it, it might be before, of McLean going to make, it's like basically like a Facebook account or like a MySpace account. Whoa, dating. Yeah. Dating the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forget what it's called, but she makes an account for every new person that she becomes. Oh, so, I bet it's a made-up site because yeah, Sarah is. Dessen has, like, said before in interviews that she tries not to, like, use actual, like, things that are real in the world. Yeah. Like, actual, like, social media stuff or gadgets or actual restaurants yeah. because she yeah. wants, she doesn't want to date her books, really. Yeah. So, it would make sense if it was probably yeah. a fate, like, a, a MySpace, but not yeah. really. Yeah, it's that, like, type of social media app. Um, And so she goes to create the new one for Liz but she looks through her other accounts and she sees from the first time when, like, the first time she moved, there was this guy that she had gotten close to and all these other messages were like, we miss you. Like, when are you coming back? We need to hang out. And his message was, what happened to goodbye? Okay. Hence the name of the book. 
yeah what happened to goodbye yeah she just Um, left yeah she just left and then she would continue making accounts for every place that she moved so she was a new person every time because she couldn't stand to be the mclean that got hurt by her parents divorce Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah like putting on different like masks and faces i'm like trying to find out who you are as a person and where you fit into this world was just like such a powerful message that like i didn't understand as a kid why i liked it so much Mm -hmm. but now reflecting on that i'm like that's exactly why i liked it like i understand that um so continuing on they luna blue's manager is this she's like a very like funky and expressive i believe her name is pearl um and she butts heads with mclean's dad a lot and she's like i know what things are like just like a very fun little okay yeah, she butts heads with him a lot and she signs up to help with this it's like a tiny town she like makes the she's like volunteered herself because luna blue's parking lot was gonna get like sold because it wasn't technically part of the plot like that the luna blue was on so the parking lot was going to get sold that they use and she's like i need this parking lot like what can you do to help and the councilwoman that she went to school with that like they kind of hate well um pearl hates her kind of just because she's like a bitch okay anyways <laughs> um the councilwoman was like you can make the tiny model town for the centennial or like whatever of the town coming up you just rang another bell did i I remember this part of the book making yeah. the tiny town yes i remember that yes yeah. so deb helps out well first of all pearl realizes maybe her name's opal opal it's opal her okay name is opal. okay uh so opal she's like not gonna get it done by herself so she also decides to have a place where um people on probation can go to get community service hours that they need so it's like a new another opportunity of helping the community and so they all these guys come the first time and they're like not helping her out at all and mclean's like this seems like a lot like why did you do this Mm -hmm. um and just kind of like leaves her to it but then the next time because she already signed all their paperwork they now had her signature and could just forge it yeah so they didn't come back for her and to help her with the model at all and even when they were there yeah even when they were there they weren't really helping yeah but the second time mclean's like i'll help you and then dave shows up because as we remember he's on probation so he is actually like gonna be there the whole time because mclean's there yeah and mclean's there and then they bring deb on and then deb's like she is organized yeah deb is like like, yeah i do this in my sleep yes she's like this is what we need to do because both her and dave had would replicate like little like battles or whatever like little things as like figurines whatever as they were kids um and as they're like working on this project deb says something incredibly profound this Mm -hmm. is the part where they're talking about war staging and they loved it because deb would also put up she would do like victorian orphanages because the war left orphanages like it was this whole like system also like that is a kid i would have been friends with yes me too for sure if not it was me do you want to play with my dollhouse oh i don't have a dollhouse i have a victorian orphanage yeah exactly um so i just this is mclean's perspective i just looked at both of them what kind of childhood did you people have the bad kind deb replied simply matter of factly she slid off her jacket folded it neatly and put it in her purse on a nearby table 
We were always broke. Mom and dad didn't get along. This is the quote. My world was messed up, so I liked being able to make other ones. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's just, as a kid, even now to this day sometimes when I'm having a bad day and I just disassociate, I like create completely other worlds that I go into. Yeah. And I'm just like, as a kid it was like, I wasn't really attached to reality. I was always in my made up world. Yeah. So her saying that of how like because her life was so messed up that like she liked creating these other worlds and in the other worlds there was a lot of like turmoil and trauma like it there wasn't just like this happy like it was a war and then an orphanage like so I just really really resonated with that because you yeah. would think that like these imaginary worlds would be like sunshine and rainbows but like they weren't. They were just as dramatic. They were just easier ways for me to process and like think about what was going on in my real world. So that just, it's, yeah. it's, it's what made the book for me. Yeah. Of this connection to these characters. Yeah. And I have like, I have two things to say to that. One, yeah, I mean, that's like one of the reasons why I write now mm-hmm. is because when I was little, I would make up these vivid, vivid stories. Yeah. Because I had such a big imagination. And yeah. like, they would be like all in their world. Like, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Like, when I was younger, I know how some, like, people would, like, switch out their toys. Like, you know, like, their toy would be mm-hmm. this one day and this next day. Like, no. Like, I had, like, a long-ass yes. story. Like, yes. all my toys were one characters in this whole saga yeah. that I always played out. And, 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 like you said, probably my parents watching me play, they are probably like, what the hell? Like, yeah. it was, like, it was insane. Like, it wasn't like, let's go to the store and go shopping. Like, no. no I was like, you are, like, like, you know, bound to the yeah <laughs> like you are this is your fate it is sealed it is written in these scrolls like, that i yeah. died in tea like, and burned the edges of like you are exiled to the great forest you yeah. must never set a foot here again yeah like yeah like all this stuff like so intense yeah and i remember so... like playing with my friends and they'd be like we're gonna go camping and i'm like what if there's a bear in the woods and then they go to this cave and they start going underground like and they're just like maybe they're just camping and i'm like I'm not playing this. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys are, like, really boring. <laughs> yeah. I'm too neurodivergent for this. I have to go. But the other thing I wanted to say to that would have been, like, that's exactly what McLean does. Mm-hmm. Like, she creates these other worlds by creating these other personas of who Absolutely. she is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So smart. It's yeah. like Sarah Dessen knows what she's fucking doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah. As the story progresses, obviously... I really like this book because there's a moment in it where Dave asks, can you be my girlfriend now? Like, like, I just... He's like, hurry up! Yeah, like, I want you to be my girlfriend. Aww. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, I've been wanting to ask you for, like, a long time. Like, since the first day I saw you. Or no, she... They were... Him and a buddy of his were playing basketball because her garage has a basketball hoop on it, so they're, like, playing on it. And she, obviously, her dad was on a basketball team, loved to, like, basketball family. And so she, like, threw the basketball, but instead of going in, it, like, bounced off the rim. I just caught a fly. (gasps) With my bare hands. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she threw a basketball, and it bounced off the rim and hit Dave in the head, and he, like, went back and, like, landed on his ass. And he was like, that's the moment that I wanted to ask you to be my girlfriend. 
And I just thought that was like, oh my God, I love that. I had a boyfriend Mm -hmm. that we did not have the conversation of like us being boyfriend, girlfriend. And we went to this public place and I was like, oh, we're we're just going to, you know, be friends. Because at that point I was like, I was kind of into him, but like not like super into him. That's why we didn't really like last that long. And he wasn't really that into me either, honestly. Like we were just like together for like a summer. It's like a summer fling. Yeah. And I remember going somewhere and him introducing me, like, as his girlfriend. And like I would have been like, stop, rewind. <laughs> like, we had not had that conversation. Yeah. Like, we were just, like, talking. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is my girlfriend. And I was like. <laughs> On what planet? Uh... And then one time he was like, oh, come over to my house to, like, swim. And I was like, okay, sounds cool. I'll be over. I went over. He was having, like, a family reunion. And I had known this kid for, like, two weeks. Barf. <laughs> and that was when, that was when he started, like, and then he introduced me as girlfriend there as well. I would have been like, no, sir. No. You haven't asked me. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend. At the time, I was, okay, so at the time, I was pretty straight-laced, I would yeah. say. Like, I was pretty much, like, parents loved me. Yeah. You know? I don't understand, but go ahead. Yeah, like, <laughs> so I think at the time, because he was very, he was more of a partier than I was. Yeah. Like, I met him at a bar, and I do not go out to bars a lot. Yeah. You know, I wish I went out more. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, like, the one time I went out to a bar, and I danced with a boy, and yeah. then I ended up getting his number, and yeah. so I started seeing him. And I think, like, he partied a lot, and I think his parents were probably like, you need, like, a nice girl, you know? Yeah. And so I think he was like, look, it's my girlfriend, but I think he was partying on the side, and, like, I'm pretty sure he cheated on me. But, like, it wasn't yeah. really that serious. Yeah, like, you weren't impressed about it. You know, like, I was yeah. like, mm, suck. Like, I was, yeah. like, I was, oh, like, sad. I was, like, well. Sorrows, prayers. Yeah, I was, I, I, like, I was upset about it. And he was also the first guy that I broke up with. Like, work. <laughs> but it was, like, super chill. Yeah. Like, I invited him over to my, like, where I was living at the time, my house. And it was, like, a, a house with, like, other, other girls and... He, like, parked and came up, and I was like, he already knew what was happening. Yeah. I was like, we're not, we're not working our way. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, if you ever want to have fun, let me know. And I was like, you probably won't ever see me again, but yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but he was chill. He was chill. He yeah. was chill. But yeah, only that one thing of, like, we did not have the conversation. Not about it. No, but not my current partner, I was the one that asked him yeah. to be. Now yeah. I would, now I would use the term, like, will you be my partner? But at the time, I was like... Will you be my boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, yeah. I was, like, so nervous to ask him, too. Yeah. It was, like, our third date. But we had, wow. but we had moved pretty... We were moving pretty fast, yeah. so... You guys did move pretty fast, but I'm here for it. But not, like, super fast. Not as fast as my other brother. Yeah. I mean, like, nothing's <laughs> as fast compared to that brother. Yeah. But I think, like, both of us were, like, ready. Yeah. And we were, like... It was just the right timing all the way around yeah, for absolutely. us. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I was like, do you want to be my... <laughs> I couldn't even say it. And then when I did ask, he was like very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So again, like these people are like getting closer and closer and McLean is letting herself be her authentic self. But she's like, I don't recognize this person. Because she's been making up for so long that, like, she's like, I don't, I don't know what's happening anymore. But she's going with it. And she's just being herself again. And I just, I really love that. And it starts moving on. And we see the restaurant starts, like, 
they start getting in the flow more, but it's still just not thriving. Yeah, it's like still where not it where it needs be. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and McLean's dad, she can tell because the shipments for like the meat and veggies went from like every other week to every week. And so like she's like, this is when like the restaurant's not gonna make it and like we're gonna move. And so one day before she goes up to help with the model, she's like gonna have a conversation with her dad about it. But then her dad's having a conversation with Opal in the office and she's like, I can't interrupt that because he's probably like letting her know that like it's over. Um or maybe yeah. So she goes up and all like so it's Dave and this girl named Riley that's like Dave's best friend since childhood that she met at the that McLean had been at the party and the, went to school together. Um there's Deb and there's another girl that I forget her name. But I forget a lot of names. Anyways. So they're all sitting around somebody's phone, I believe, or something like that. And uh McLean goes over and they ask her and they're like is this you and they found all of McLean's accounts because they wanted to they wanted to add her so they could all talk on that networking site yeah and they found all of her accounts oh oh no is yeah. that like like does she feel like embarrassed or she, does she... takes off yeah, I mean, it would be, like, how do you explain that? Yeah. But then also, like, they, unless, if they have, like, public walls or whatever, like, other yeah. things, like, so they can see her just, like, totally just, like, ghosting all these people. Yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah, they see it, and Riley's like, what is this? And, like, this is after Dave had, like, asked her to, like, be his girlfriend, and it wasn't really said that they, like, started dating yet. Yeah, did she say yes to him, or did she just say, like, I'll think about it? I think it was more like the, like... I don't know because she in her mind she's like I'm leaving soon. Yeah, so, so I, I don't can't wanna... get attached. Yeah. yeah. She's like it's better off if I'm single. Again, at me. <laughs> at me next time, Sarah. Uh, yeah. God. <laughs> so, she like takes off and she is feels really really embarrassed whatever. Um, but then her friends are like, "Listen, like we don't care like who you were before this. Just like who you are now." And like, don't then, be a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she comes clean, and she's like, "No, I." To, it's this is to Dave, I believe. And she's like, "I pretended to be a lot of different people." And he's like, "Well, you're McLean. Like you're our McLean." Mm-hmm. And it's just so so endearing. Have they kissed yet or no? I'm going to say something wild. I don't remember a kiss in this book. <laughs> Sorry. My moment of silence. Okay. That makes sense of what I rated it. I'll, I'll save my rating to the end, but if it wasn't heavily on the romance, I probably... It wasn't super heavy on the romance. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, like, that is perfectly fine. Yeah. But I think that was probably one of the reasons why I rated it what I did. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, she... McLean becomes... Like, her mom finally gets her for, a week, like, a weekend. McLean, like, goes. And when she's there, she used to have this car because her mom still lives near the area where McLean grew up. 
and she had this car that was like hers it was like a beat up honda civic or something and as mclean's there with her mom and the, like the kids and stuff at the, this newly renovated beach house that's like multi-millions of dollars and like mclean's just like what is happening right now because mclean's mom grew up in a rich southern family and married mclean's dad and he was very poor and like an artist type of mm-hmm. person like an entrepreneur but her mom seemed better suited for the role of rich southern housewife yes yeah um that could probably be another reason why she cheated on her yeah. dad because she yeah. wasn't happy there yeah not that absolutely. that makes it okay or to cheat on someone absolutely. but yeah i don't know if it was cheating necessarily but like the timeline was like very 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 close um so she goes and visits and she overhears her mom talking about like i don't think this weekend was a good idea like it's just like too much like i thought i could do it i thought it'd be like the old times but i just can't because her mom's talking to like a neighbor that's her friend and mclean thinks she's talking about her but really her mom is talking about this party that her mom has been hosting for a long time and her mom just wants it to be her kids her and her kids on this trip and she doesn't want to do this party but mclean's like i have to get out of here because my mom doesn't even want me here she thought that all this time that like she just kept pressuring me and pressuring me but she doesn't even want me i feel like in a way that's kind of mclean like kind of giving her an excuse to run away absolutely you know it's like she's like oh see like i'm not gonna talk to my mom about what i heard i'm just gonna fill in the gaps because she's so unhappy with who she is yeah she can't imagine someone wanting her around yeah because she doesn't want to be around herself so she takes off in her car and she goes up the coast to this hotel the poseidon that her and her mom used to go to because it was like the cheapest hotel they could because they were poor and they would go and they would get these bracelets at this like convenience store whatever i think called like gertz like (laughs) gerties yeah were these like bracelets that they got and mclean goes there and she like takes all these all of her family like all of her pictures like all of her yearbooks everything because her mom had been keeping that for her and she goes and she's just looking through them and she calls dave and that's when she explains like this is what's happening and i'm here because he said you need a friend that you call at 3 a.m mm. and she never had a friend that she could call at 3 a.m yeah or a person she wanted to call and that was dave so she called him and he's like i'm coming so <laughs> he like yeah so she's like waiting for him and she falls asleep and then she's awoken to knocking on her door when she opens it it's her mom and her dad and she's like what are you doing here and they were like we were so worried about you like we didn't know where you went and then she's like how'd you find me and her dad was like that boy or no her mom was her mom maybe was like oh that boy and her dad's like what boy or like there's there's some kind of conversation about the boy being dave the boy the boy <laughs> um we can't go down that side road no. right now we cannot oh god Such i could talk movie. to that for i could talk about that for hours I can't. literally <laughs> so um they get informed that she's there they go and and they they start talking and they really discuss like her parents don't hate each other they grew apart yeah they fell out of love and Happens. yeah Happens. yeah they just want mclean to be a part of their life and this is when it's discussed that like mclean's dad's like i rely on you too much you do too much for me and her mom's like i pressured you too much i didn't allow you to grieve 
And so there's, like, a very good, like, moment. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, McLean had said earlier when they were at dinner with Peter, like, after the game that they had gone to, about how, like, because their beach house is near the Poseidon. It's in a town called, like, Troy or something. The Poseidon is just north of that. And Peter's like, there's nothing good north of here. And McLean is like, there are some places still. And, like, her mom didn't say anything. So she's like, of course she forgot about it. But then her mom's like, I didn't forget. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, whatever. So just that difference between, like, Peter being like, there's nothing good north. Like, you have to have money for it to be good. Yeah. Um, But so they go back and McLean sees Dave. And he is, like, just helping his dad in the garage. And he just waves at her. And then he goes to continue helping and when they get a chance to talk, he's like, I tried to come for you, but I got caught sneaking out. And. Because they are teens. Like, yes. that's what I sometimes, like, forget when I'm reading Sarah Dessen books. Because so many of her characters are forced to grow up yeah. so quickly or because of circumstances, they mm-hmm. are very more mature than what I, like, normally kind of read for, for like, a YA book. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they they do are like, I got caught. Like, that's yeah. like, yeah. like, I was trying to sneak out and I had parents that didn't yeah. want me because I'm actually 16 yeah. or, like, 18. They're, they're 17, 18. 17, yeah. 18. Usually all of her characters are, like, 18, 17. Yeah. Um, so she's like, okay, like, I will be, but I need to let you know that I'm, it's decided now because her dad's job is moving him to Hawaii. Whoa. Yeah. So it's decided, they talked about it when they were at the hotel, that, like, McLean will go live with her mom and finish out the school year at her original school. And McLean's just like, I, like, this is the less of two, like, I don't want to move all the way to Hawaii, so at least I'm still close enough to my new friends that I, like, want to be friends with still. Yeah. Yeah. And then, at the last- want to go to hawaii listen i think listen. i think if i was her well, age but i get it i get it I because get the mom just... still needs cuss like this mom it would it wouldn't it would be infringing on custody rights um so they're like that's just what's best for mclean as like a child so and then she's like fully prepared and she's like i can't like we can be friends but like i because I'm moving, mm-hmm. and then at the last minute, it's revealed that Dad and Opal had started dating. Oh, of course, of course. And let's read that romance. Yeah, let's read that oh. romance. It would be dirty. I let give me take my money, Sarah. Please, please take my money. Please let it be a smutty, smutty book, like smutty smut. Like, and I'm talking about in the office, uh, on the desk nastiness they're fighting yes pulling hair (laughs) stop you're gonna make me ink (laughs) uh so it's revealed that they're dating and have been for quite a while on the dl and opal's like well you could stay with me and you could finish up the school year here oh and you could still visit your mom and then your dad will be back in three months because opal and her dad opal has always wanted to open a restaurant in Hawaii. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's re... So Luna Blue closed its doors. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Opal's gonna make a new restaurant, and it's gonna be more focused, and it's going to 
hopefully succeed because she has the backing. She not only has McLean's dad now to help her, but she has the backing of the old restaurant owners that that Opal started working for when she was a teenager. She like always worked at Luna Bloom. Um, so she has the backing of them because they wanted to come out of retirement. So like this is going to go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so McLean gets to stay. Yay! And I think they do maybe kiss at the end. But it's not anything to write home about. I wish he would have kept his long hair. I know. I go feral for a man with long hair. It's, like, I feel like it would it be a ridiculous. good defiance against his parents Absolutely. if he was having like long hair. But they're like, Absolutely. no, if you go to school, you have to have a nice clean cut. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's other parts that I could talk about, but we'd be here for a very long time. <laughs> we got to keep it snappy. But, yeah, that's What Happened to Goodbye by Sarah Dessen on Goodreads. It's a five out of five. Like, be real. Be real right now. Like, it's not going to be anything less. So I read this when I was in high school. I think I read it after Just Listen. Uh-huh. This is going to be crazy for you. I know. <sighs> I have to brace myself. I rated it three stars. And I don't think it's because, like, I don't think I didn't like it. I think it wasn't a, I think it wasn't a type of romance I wanted. I think, like, I just loved, it like. It wasn't romance heavy. Yeah. And I, like, loved Annabelle and Owen. And Just mm-hmm. Listen is very much focused on their relationship. Yeah. But I will say there's a lot of Sarah Dessen books that, like, it's not really focused on relationship. Like, it's yeah. focused on the, the Self, heroine. Yeah learning to grow within herself and usually yeah there's like a a boy that may be a part of that but yeah but yeah I think I just like comparing it to just listen which I'm gonna compare all Sarah Dessen books to like just listen was five for me yeah and like this one was just I it was just a three but that goes to show too like I connected so much with Annabelle and like you said you connected so much so much with McLean yeah McLean like she was, like, dead set, like, on not having a partner. Like, she's like, it's better off if I'm alone, which is how I felt in high school. And yeah. how I still kind of feel now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I used to think I was, like, asexual in high school. Just, like, nobody ever interested me. I didn't want that. I was set on, like, doing things all by myself forever and ever. Like, so, yeah, I just really connected with her. Um, on the steamy scale... It's, like, a one. <laughs> Maybe even a point five. Yeah, it might be a point five. Um, the song that I think would go with this, I, I'm going to kick, I'm going to take it old school. Yes. I'm going to take, I'm going to take you back to what I was listening to <laughs> when I read this book. And my song of choice is Our Song by Taylor oh. Swift. <laughs> we both chose Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That song, especially our song. Oh my yeah. God. That is such like a high school romance yes. song. Very innocent. Very sweet. Yeah. Like you stay out too late and you think it's bad, but it's really not. Like, yeah. It's not that serious. Like you're like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. We stayed out past 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So late. But yeah, that's the song. And again, like you had said, if you want more of this type of content where it's just like a very sweet book, Sarah Dessen. Pick up a Sarah Dessen. Doesn't Sarah have Dessen. to be the ones we talked about. I liked 
uh to the moon and back mm-hmm. that's another one of my favorites um so i definitely give that a read i think that one is definitely more romance based as well i gave along for the ride five stars along for the ride i really liked along for the ride okay. that's also a movie on netflix so if you'd rather you didn't have watch it yet? yeah along for the ride is a movie on netflix it's really good it's pretty real to the book from what i remember i know what my plans are <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we're doing tonight. Yeah. I liked this lullaby, too. I gave this lullaby three stars. Okay. I gave Lock and Key four stars, but I think my two favorites are Just Listen and Along for the Ride. Yeah. I have not read To the Moon and Back or whatever, which one you said I was Yeah, To the Moon and Back. Oh, I really like Saint Anything as well, but that one is much more reminiscent of... Um, Oh, do you mean the moon and more? I do mean the moon and more. I gave that two stars. <gasps> what the hell? Oh my god. No. I mean, I meant the moon and more, and I really like Saint Anything. Saint Anything is much more similar to what happened to Goodbye. Okay. Yeah. I gave Saint Anything four stars. Yeah. So I did read that one. Let's see. There's another book that I read, and I by her and i just forget what it i remember the cover it has a wishbone on it but so her covers i love looking at all of her different colors colors Mm -hmm. all of the different covers because she has so many different editions of her books yes and i we we both have the speak editions yes so i like i liked those yeah absolutely so next week you can catch us with our angsty August. august Ellie's going to be taking us on a delicious little ride. <laughs> I'm not going to share yet what I'm going to be talking about. Ooh. You, you guys are going to be surprised. Yeah. But we... To celebrate with us, pop out your AO3, your Wattpad. Yes. That's Get on like... Tumblr, on Pinterest for mine. You can yeah. use Pinterest for that. I think that's all I want to say. I, okay. wanna, I want them to be really surprised. They're going to be shocked. They're going to be on the floor, on passed the, out. Yeah, literally. Because they're going to be Screaming, like, Screaming, crying, throwing up, yeah. pissing, yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With that, stay steamy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We advocate steamy books, the proud podcast of Harper Productions, LLC, and created with the help of Anchor. You can follow us at We Advocate Steamy Books on Instagram and email us at weadvocatesteamybooks at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. We Advocate Steamy Books is a podcast all about reading romance and romancing readers. We are striving to create a safe space for everyone to read, discuss, and enjoy the genre of romance.